0: I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. And that's a wrap. That's it. 75 hard is complete. For those of you who are unfamiliar with 75 hard, I know that if you've been listening to this podcast, you are familiar because I've been talking about it a lot. If you follow me on Instagram at real Sean McCormick, you will also know exactly what 75 hard is. Here's the deal for 75 days in a row. This was created by Andy Frizella, and Andy is a fitness entrepreneur. Uh, he's just, he makes great products. He's open gyms, just really inspiring guy, hard nose in your face and unapologetic. He uses some coarse language and it works. So Andy created 75 hard and what it is is it's 75 days in a row. Every single day you have to do two workouts of 45 minutes in duration. And one of those workouts must be outdoors. You have to follow a strict diet in my opinion. And I'll kind of go back to this in a second. In my opinion, that's the, that's the area for the most amount of wiggle room. I think if you're thinking about participating, but follow a diet, take a progress pick every single day, drink one gallon of water every single day, no alcohol and no cheat meals and read 10 pages of personal development for 75 days in a row. And if you mess up, if you screw up, if you slip up, if you have a beer, if you don't get enough water, you don't drink a whole gallon of water, you cheat on your diet, then you have to start again at day one, which I really like this like no wiggle room idea because uh, fudging is what uh, what gets people in a, in a lot of trouble. You'll notice that there's some background noise here today. Living in my life, today's Mother's Day. We just did a hike with my family and uh, so my wife is, is reading upstairs in the sunshine. It's finally warm here in the Pacific Northwest, but if you hear music going on or if you hear noise, that's that's what that's the deal. So it's done. I did that. I did all those things 75 days in a row. And what's more is that in this episode, I'm going to give you the statistics of what happened in 75 hard for me personally. I'm going to talk about what sucked. I'm going to talk about what I learned and I'm going to talk about what comes next because there are so many of you who, uh, who follow me on Instagram who have said, Oh, I want to try that. Oh man, Sean, this has been so fun to watch you do this journey. A lot of you listeners have also reached out in various places, sent me emails or DM would me on Instagram and just said, Hey, you know, this is so great. Keep it up or way to go, or I want to do it too. So this is kind of the big payoff here after, after finishing. So I will start with some statistics. Uh, I lost a total of 18 pounds of body weight. And a lot of that body weight was centered around me preparing for my jujitsu tournament, which I had in, um, in mid April. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, I'm learning a lot about what my body wants and what my body needs and I wasn't trying necessarily to like slim down or get cut. I also wasn't trying to bulk. And I've learned finally that it's hard to slim down and put on muscle. In fact, if you look at the work of uh, Dr. Lane Norton, BioLane on Instagram, he'll say that it's kind of impossible unless you are obese it's really hard to do or if you are on some TRT or steroids it's hard to 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 lean out and put muscle on so for me like my body composition changed in those 18 pounds that i lost i started at uh, uh 202 pounds and now i'm down to 188 if that math is right um it's i don't know if it's right or not i'm kind of tired today and i'll tell you why but basically I my body composition changed. I firmed up, but I also put on lean mass. And um, you'll you'll see the before and after picture on Instagram if you go look at Real Sean McCormick. You can find it there. More more statistics. So I, I it would have been great to do like a DEXA scan to understand exactly how much body fat I lost. But 18 pounds, um, I'll take it. All in all, it took me 110 days, which I will will unpack here shortly, but 18 pounds lost. My body has changed a lot. I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in. Stronger than I've ever been. Even when I was playing college sports, when I was playing college soccer, I'm way stronger now and way leaner now in some ways than I was back then. I read two and a half books. I read the 75 hard book, which was easy. There's like a accompanying book that goes along with the challenge that helps talk about, you know, the inner bitch that keeps you from from going and working out. Um, Also gives you a lot of uh, help on on. Structuring your critical tasks so that you can be productive in the work that you do during during the 75 hard Uh, So I read that one. I also read 48 laws of power by Robert Greene Which has been on my kind of to-do list for a while and then I got through about half of Theosophy by Rudolf Steiner because I wanted to pepper in some some spiritual development as well and Rudolf Steiner is you know a, a big inspiration for me So 18 pounds lost, two and a half books read, one ankle sprain. Uh, I made it to day 35 and my first try. So I started originally on January, the second Monday in January. I made it 35 days of 75 hard before I injured my ankle terribly, Uh, like really crushed it. So like I said, I'm recording now. Like I said, um earlier that I'm living my life. It's mother's day. It's Sunday. My kids are running around like crazy. It sounds like someone's taking a bath upstairs. Great day for a bath. Sounds good. But I'll just jump back into this. So I've been doing 75 hard for 110 days, Uh, 110 days of this year, of this calendar year. I've, I've been doing two 45 minute works out workouts a day. All those details for 110 days since the beginning of the year. Um, I had to take two weeks off because I sprained my ankle playing indoor soccer. It was a 10 p.m. 10 p.m. start time and I was tired because I had already gone for a run that day and I was a little unsteady and I just I crushed it. I, I, I sprained it really bad. So bad that I, I had a hard time getting out of my truck and back into bed that night. I couldn't touch it the next day i couldn't put it to the ground so i really crushed my ankle and i had to take two weeks off and of course i had to start over 75 hard now some of you some of you who will remain nameless said you should have found a way to figure that out you should have found a way to continue exercising sean it doesn't matter that your ankle is sprained you should have been able to still get two workouts in well i couldn't walk i couldn't even touch it i couldn't put a sock on for christ's sake i was I was decimated by this ankle injury. We did go take a trip to um, uh, Hawaii for a week. Then I came back and I rehabbed for a week and then I jumped back into it. So 110 days uh, of this year have been dedicated to two 45 minute workouts a day, et cetera, et cetera. So here's some more statistics. Uh, I got third place. This is the numbers, right? I got third place in my first ever competitive uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament I competed in the white belt division and um, uh, I really wanted to win the thing. I really, really wanted to win, but you can't win them all and uh, I didn't get any points scored on me. I lost at a, a point deduction for an illegal grip, which is how I got my one loss in the three matches that I, that I competed anyway. I'm not sour about it at all. I, I, tr- I walked or ran a tra- uh, an average of 54 miles a week during these time, during, during 75 hard, an average of 54 miles a week, which now in retrospect sounds a little nutty because I don't like running and I find walking to be a little bit boring. I'm learning to love it a little bit, but I, I, I walked an average of 54 miles a week. And the ways that I, the way that I got those miles is through soccer, usually indoor um, walks, usually with uh, with Mrs. McCormick, and uh, always with the dog, and, uh, and jogging, running. Like, again, I don't love running for fitness, but you got to get it in. You got to get out there and sweat. So 54 miles a week is what my average was uh, during 75 hard. I had 62 uh, BJJ trainings. I've gone to 62 training sessions since I started 75 hard. And, you know, most weeks that's three, sometimes that's, that's four. Um, occasionally it's five sessions uh, a week. Um, the, this other element is for my birthday in March, I got a aura ring, um, saved up, bought myself an aura ring and that gives you a sleep score. I don't know if the whoop strap, I don't think Fitbit gives a sleep score, but aura does. And my average sleep score during 75 hard was 78. And I do a lot of sleep hacks. You know, I, I, I wear blue blocking glasses at night. You know, I take nutrients in the evening time like uh, sleep breakthrough, magnesium. You know, I'll, I also have uh, a REM sleep like um, throat spray that helps me get REM sleep, uh, which also improves my score. But I'll tell you the the reason why my sleep wasn't higher on average is because of the late night workouts so the eating was fine. I was, I'm, you know, I'm done eating for the day, usually around like five 30 or six o'clock at night. Most nights, I guess it's sometimes later if there's, if I'm coaching, um, you know, kids sports like flag football, which is pretty fun. Um, uh, a bunch of 10 year old boys and girls running around, but usually I'm done, done eating a couple of hours before I go to bed. But any time that I ate late and any time that I worked out late, it would it would uh, affect my score. If I didn't do either of those two things, typically my score would be in the in 80 to 85 range. Um, one little note here, the thing that I did not abstain from during 75 hard is cannabis. You know, um... I like weed a lot and it helps me a lot, it helps me chill out, helps me think, helps me meditate. I'm, I'm choosy about when I use it, um, I don't smoke in front of the kids, I'm not high in fr- you know around the kids, just by choice. Um, no judgment if you do, if it helps you, if you use it as, as medicine. But that will also decrease my REM sleep if uh, if I smoke weed like after say, you know, Eight o'clock at night, typically my REM sleep score dips down if uh, if if I have you know smoked smoked weed. So so those are the statistics. I'll recap them again: eighteen pounds lost, two and a half books read, one ankle sprain, one third place finish in a BJJ tournament, an average of fifty-four miles a week walked, sixty-two training sessions in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and an average sleep score of seventy-eight. So that's the stats category. Now I'm going to move into what sucked, what sucked about 75 hard. A lot of it, a lot of it sucked. And I think that's the point. If you ask Andy, you know, you, Andy Frazella, the creator of 75 hard, he will tell you that you got to embrace that. Like life's hard. So figure it out. 75 days of, of really pushing yourself ain't going to kill you. Uh, so there was a lot of hard parts of this for me time management was really challenging. Um, it's sort of a, a, a blessing and a curse that I get to pick my schedule. You know, I don't have a nine to five. I don't have to commute into work or into an office. I think a lot of people who are listening right now or watching on Instagram live probably commute into a job or they have to clock in at a certain time, regardless of what your, uh, what your, what your job is. You know, it's usually pretty steady, pretty reliable. Mine hasn't been reliable for 12 years, 13 years. Um, So it's a good thing for me because I like to have a flexible schedule, but it's a bad thing for me because uh, it's a little willy-nilly. And if I don't structure my day really well, then um, some time is wasted and I don't get everything in that that I want to the book 75 hard that accompanied the workout is actually really helpful. Um, not only inspirational, but does give you some structure that you can work around, you know, through organizing critical tasks, uh, and structuring that way. But I also have some, you know, life coach using life coach tools on myself, like the six item to do list, um, and prioritization tools that I use really frequently to keep me on task. But time, time management is hard. There's, there's little time, for sitting around when you have to work out twice a day. And uh, that's a really good thing. Um, but usually I crash, you know, when it's time to sit, when the work is done, my work is done, I'm done coaching my kids, I'm done coaching clients or recording podcasts, I'm done with my second workout, like I fall like a ton of bricks, which I guess is what our ancestors did, right? They, They they worked. They hunted. They organized. They defended themselves. They, you know, had sex, sat by the fire, and fell asleep. Like that was that's how why we're here, alive on this planet. And so I think that is the point: is that if you were have a really full, really robust, awesome day, you're gonna fall hard and go to sleep at night. Skipping sugar is hard. Now I want to caveat what my diet specifically was. So I did no flour, no processed sugar. So I did get sugar from fruit. I did get sh- sugar from sort of naturally occurring sources, but I didn't eat any processed sugar, uh, anything with sugar added. I didn't touch um, no gluten zero for 110 days since January 9th. And I like gluten. It's fun. I mean, I, I, again, I had some cake. Uh, we hosted a birthday party for my son yesterday. I grilled some or I smoked some ribs and we. my mom brought a cake over. So I had two pretty sizable pieces of cake and guess what, my sleep was dog shit. <laughs> Last night, it was terrible. But I like sugar, it tastes good. And candies, candy's yummy sometimes. I don't have much of a sweet tooth. I do like chocolate, uh, I do like really dark chocolate, but I had to skip it for 110 days. And um, that was a bummer because in the evening time, especially if you smoke a little weed, you know, you wanna go for a little piece of chocolate. And uh, so that, that was tough, but you know, not undoable, not, not impossible. So I did it. Here's the other thing that sucked is that if you don't manage your day, if you don't really get that first workout done and out of the way, and you're waiting until the late in the evening, like Dwayne, the rock Johnson, working out at 2 AM, um, it really does affect my sleep. When you get your heart rate up, You know, a lot of nights I would do the X3 system, X3 bar, uh, at like, you know, nine o'clock at night and my sleep would be dog shit. Um, the thing is, is that you still get it in, uh, my body, my brain, like I benefited from it, but my sleep, my sleep did, uh, did get affected. The other hard, the other hard part, this is again, the category of this podcast portion is what sucked. Working out sore. Uh, Working out sore from like getting my neck cranked at jujitsu, working out sore from, you know, a five mile hard run and having sore feet or, you know, sore hammies and not having an excuse or wiggle out. It's like, no, I'm going to, I still got to get it today. Got to get after it. Um, Even if that's just lifting or going for a walk, there's just no excuses within this within his structure, within his challenge, so working out sore sucked. Here's the other thing, and this is kind of a big thing, is like the injuries, and I had a number of my thumb, my ribs, my neck, my ankle obviously, uh, tweaked my calf, tweaked my knee. This stuff happens. And it happens more as as you age and the harder you push it, and because I've been pushing it really hard all year, basically, basically all year, except for three weeks, you just have to find the right sort of workouts that are going to push you out of your comfort zone and get the job done, get your heart rate up, get the sweat going, be effective without pushing your body so hard that you get injured. You know, again, with the aura Ring, they have a readiness score that says You know, your heart rate is this, this morning you slept well, or you slept terribly last night. Today's a good day to push hard. Well, I had to push hard anyway. So the, the heart, the, the sort of funky thing here is like when I injured my ankle and I couldn't walk, I got a little bit of a taste of what it would be like to be out of commission, like for a full week, even on vacation in Hawaii, pretty unable to walk using crutches. I got a little bit of a taste of what it would be to be old, very old, um, elderly, and or with disease where I needed special accommodations or help from others just to do my normal stuff. And I didn't like that. I don't like that feeling that I need somebody to help me out just to be able to like, get out of bed or, you know, carry groceries. And so that reinforces this idea that I build resistance every way that I can. I work hard and I, um, I push myself so that I can be resilient as I can to offset any sort of diseases or any of that stuff. I will just, I'll, I'll talk, I'm gonna give four products, uh, five products that have helped me through this 110 days since the beginning of the year during 75 hard. And they have helped in different ways. Number one is good old Epsom salt. Epsom salt baths, for those of you who know, I started a f- chain of float tank centers here in Seattle, so I know a thing or two about, you know, there's a thousand pounds of Epsom salt in a float tank. I know a lot about the powers of, of Epsom salt to lubricate joints, to reduce swelling, to infuse your body with magnesium, magnesium sulfate in this case, but a foot soak or an Epsom salt bath after you have had an injury or you're really tired still really works like really really works. There were stretches of weeks and weeks in a row where I was doing a Epsom salt bath every single morning just cuz I was so sore. My body, my body hurt. I uh, was stiff, uh waking up tired, waking up sore. So, Epsom salt baths really work. The second thing is this stuff that I'm just brand new to which is called Woenzyme. That's W O B E N Z Y M E, Woenzyme. And It was suggested to me by one of my friends who's a naturopathic doctor for injury recovery. It's especially good for joints, but it's also good for the gut. I think you take it on an empty stomach and it helps with digestion and it also helps inflammation. So if you have sports injuries or you have soreness, it's cheap. You can get it on Amazon. It's called WoeBenzyme. magnificent product that I'm just learning about now. Love learning new things. Wope Enzyme is a really cool product that I think helped me a lot through my ankle injury. In addition to the, all the red light therapy and all the you know biohacking stuff that I that I've done, uh, the third product that really helped me through this process is CBD. If you have tried CBD two, three, four, five different types and nothing works for you, you have to try Met Naturals. It's the strongest, most effective CBD products in the world everybody that I suggest tries it, loves it. Everybody who's tried a bunch of different types and it didn't work for them. When they try this, they're like, ah, now finally I'm getting the response that I'm looking for that I hoped I would get from other CBDs. So you can use uh, the code OPP for a discount on CBD from Met Naturals, I used specifically two two of their products, which I just now can't live without. One is the the you know uh, sublingual dropper, a tincture. I use the full spectrum as opposed to the broad spectrum. Um, just two pumps underneath the tongue in the morning. It also I actually take it before coffee, and what it does is it makes it it slows the absorption, sort of spreads out the absorption of the caffeine, so that you don't get that crash later really effective product. Um, and then I use a cream that they have for injuries. I use it on my ankle. I use it on my neck and my knee, you know, through, uh, the jujitsu stuff. It really, really works. It works for my mother. It works for my friends. It works for a lot of listeners and followers of, of me on, um, uh, on Instagram. They're just the, the strongest products, CBD products I've ever taken. So again, go to Met Naturals and use the code OPP for a discount. Uh, yes, we do have a deal together. I am an affiliate, but it is the best shit I've ever taken in my life. And I've tried the most popular brands, they don't touch this stuff. The, the last product that I'll share that, that again, I, I, I can't live without, I mean, I can, but I wouldn't want to, is BioPro Plus. And BioPro Plus, I've been taking for a long time. It's it's a it's a simple under the tongue vial that goes that you take in the first thing in the morning. It's hormone boosting, metabolism boosting, immune system boosting. Good for your hair and your nails. Good for your skin. Uh, helps with uh, uh, libido. Um, it's, it's 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 a game changing product. It's deer antler velvet, shilajit, and amino acids in this little vial that you keep put under your tongue. It doesn't taste very good. I'll give you a heads up. Doesn't taste very good. It is a f- Phenomenal product. So many of my coaching clients who are 50 plus have used this and they're like, man, I feel like I'm in my 20s or 30s again. It's an insane product. You can use the code OPP for 30% off, massive discount on uh, BioPro Plus. Go to bioproteintech.com and check that out. So, those are the products that have really helped me through the way. Of course, I've got a thousand other blue blocking glasses from Raw Optics. You know the Apollo uh, Apollo device for recovery and sleep, but I'm I don't want to make this into a uh, into a bunch of like hey buy this product. But those those four those five those are legit and they have really helped. Okay, so what did I learn? There's only two more sections here um, for this short podcast. Thank you. It's like 24 minutes, so it's not that short now. What did I learn through the 75 hard? Number one my capacity is pretty high. And you want to know what? Your capacity is pretty high. We are, (laughs) Uh, we're used to having things easy. DoorDash, Netflix, entertainment on demand. We're just used to getting things really easily and being comfortable and cozy and sleeping in, you know, cotton sheets. And So it's hard, you have to find new ways to push yourself to challenge your own capacity to do hard things. That's why it's called 75 Hard, is because it is specifically crafted to help you do a hard thing. And what I found, again, at 110 days of this calendar year, basically only taking three weeks off the entire year this year, every other day I've done four, two 45-minute workouts, is my capacity is pretty high. I can run farther. Um, I can focus longer. I can still be a good dad to my kids and present and calm. I can get to bed on time. My capacity is, is high and so is yours. But it does take training and it does take effort to create the environment, to create the constraints around yourself, to become more resilient to push yourself harder and harder. You have to find a way to do it. Maybe that's a morning yoga routine. Maybe it's stretching. Maybe it's the ice barrel or cold shower, you know, but finding these ways that you can push your capacity, that you can do a hard thing, will make you a happier person. Guaranteed it will make you a happier person. You take a cold shower, you're gonna be pretty happy afterward that you did it you feel good and you did something hard. I don't know what your thing is, but I really strongly encourage you to find that thing. And if you can want to find an accountability partner, that's going to help you do that. A trainer, a life coach like myself that will help you stay accountable to doing that hard thing that will make you a better person, man, it's worth, it's worth the time and the investment to do it because you're going to be a better human being when you do it. So, Now I'm thinking about like, well, how else can I push my capacity? And I have lots of ideas, but that that's, that's one important point is what I learned is my capacity is high and it can go higher. Your capacity is high and it can go higher. Um, I also learned that a lot of people are also looking to be challenged past their comfort zone. I can't tell you how many people, um, on Instagram, I can't tell you how many people, you know, friends of mine on Facebook I went to elementary school with, or, you know, listeners of this here podcast. That also said, dude, I've seen enough. I'm in. I'm gonna do it. I'm starting tomorrow. I mean, dozens, dozens of people. At least a dozen. I mean, I could go back and look. At least a dozen people have said, "All right, dude, I like what you're doing. I'm super entertained by it. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can do it too." And they've started this this program because it's it's it works. It's hard, and. I think everybody's looking for something that will help challenge them. And this is it. This is it. Uh, well, what I also learned is that my wife and my kids are pretty awesome. <laughs> I knew that already, but you know, um, if, if, if I'm holding a bag of, you know, uh, if I'm holding a bag, a quest bar that I'm going to give to one of my kids or like grab it for my wife and my seven year old daughter sees me holding like a quest bar. She'll be like, dad, wait, 75 hard. She did it again um, yesterday, you know, I had a piece of cake, (laughs) had a piece of cake and she's like, dad, 75 art. I said, no, we, I finished it yesterday. And she's like, oh, that's right. That's right. They're just super supportive. And I think that people around you, not just coworkers or your family or your friends, but I think when people are around others that are being disciplined, it's kind of inspiring, kind of feels good to like support them and cheer them on and, you know, all the late night workouts and, you know, a little bit, a little bit of complaining through this process. My wife and my kids have just been, been really great. And, um, I'm very thankful for them. Um, the other thing that I learned is my body wants carbohydrates sometimes and, you know, typically eating mostly carnivore sort of, you know, mostly carnivore with some fruit, which is, seems to be what my body prefers as a baseline that got challenged during this process, because if I had sometimes three workouts in a day, you know, a run and then X3 and then jujitsu or jujitsu and soccer, um, my body wants oatmeal. Um, it wants sweet potatoes. And I wanted to honor that because, even though I've sort of demonized carbohydrates in my nutrition and in my diet because I'm trying to stay away from those and burn burn the fats, the fact is is that it's okay to change. It's okay to adjust your nutrition a little bit. So when I'm doing two workouts a day, it's okay to have some oatmeal. The other thing I learned is you should work you should move right after you have carbs. You know my friend metabolic Mike, Mike Mutzel. And maybe this is conventional wisdom for for most people, but you know, 10 or 15 minutes of walking after you've eaten, especially if you've eaten carbs, will decrease that that glycemic spike. You will have less of a blood sugar reaction from carbohydrates if you go for a 10 or 15 minute walk afterward. And I would try to, I would try to schedule that as best I can. If I had oatmeal first thing in the morning, which happened occasionally, maybe once or twice a week. I would at least go walk on the treadmill in the garage or go outside and go for a 10 or 15 minute walk with the dog and help with digestion. And and, and I felt less like, you know, carved up. So it's okay to switch. It's okay to change. I have a podcast coming out with doctor. Let me look up his name real quick. Here's my notebook. I'm looking up his name. What's the doctor's name? What's the doctor's name? Not Nate. Not Marsha, Tom, not Tom. <laughs> I can't find his name. What is his name? Not Joe. Damn it. Well, I have a podcast coming out uh, where we talk specifically about it. And it, obviously I'm not the expert on it, but changing up your diet is really good for you. It's good for your mitochondria. It's good for your cells to, to just get curveballs occasionally. So it's okay if, you need, if your body wants some oatmeal or some sweet potato, go for it, do it. Okay. What comes next? This is, this is an important part. And I've had a lot of thought over the course of the last couple of days. And just to again, reiterate the day after my last day, we hosted a birthday party at my house and I smoked some ribs. My mom made a cake for my son's birthday, 10th birthday. And my mom used to be a professional cake maker and she makes incredible cakes. And this was an Oreo cake. It was insanely good. It wasn't too sweet. It was actually really good. And this was the first like sugar I've had. I had a pretty decent size piece. I had, I took it slow. I ate it and I savored it. It was, it was really sweet, but it wasn't too sweet. And immediately like My neck started to get a little bit stiff. Like I felt a little bit like a crackhead, you know, getting that sugar fix and I needed to move. So I went for a really short walk um, around the block after I had that piece of cake, but it was super good. let's don't get it twisted. It was a really good, really good piece of cake. I also had two beers yesterday, Um, not just to kind of get it out of the way, but kind of, you know, it had been, you know, been a long time. I like beer. Drinking beer with my brother is uh, something that, that I like to do. So I had a couple, wasn't that big a deal. My sleep suffered. I got a pretty, I got like a 58 sleep score with almost no deep sleep um, last night after, after the party. So I paid the price for the sugar and, and the, the beer that I had, but it's learning some lessons. Here's my thing. So what I've decided going forward is that I'm gonna I'm gonna allow one night of alcohol consumption a month. A friend of mine, who also finished 75 hard this year, a guy I played college soccer with, he said he's gonna do ten weekends a year, and I like that. I think it's a, it makes sense. You know, it's almost once a month. You know, it accounts for holidays or you know ball games or you know parties or festivals or whatever the thing is that you're going to, it allows for that. For me, I think one, one evening a month of alcohol consumption is, is sufficient. And I'm not talking about like blacked out hammered, you know, seven cocktails, but like if I'm going to have a couple of beers, it will be that Friday or Saturday night a month. And I think that that's a good thing to stick to. So I'm going to, that's going to be my choice. Frankly, cannabis is better. I enjoy it. It, it, I, it doesn't mess with my skin. It doesn't mess with my head. I don't get, you know, hung over the next day. I don't feel brain foggy the next day. And also microdosing psilocybin is also really effective. It's a little bit of an effect. It's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting. And you're increasing your neuroplasticity and making new neural connections and you know, helping your brain grow so I'm gonna have I'm gonna lots of other options. Kava is nice. I've had kava a couple of times during 75 hard as a way to you know sort of you know chill out and have a beverage that's that's not alcohol. My computer's about to die. Gotta plug it in. So that's that's kind of the rule going forward is one evening a month of alcohol consumption, and if I don't feel inspired, if I don't feel like it, I won't flat out. And this is coming from a guy who likes beer. I like drinking beer, but it's just, I don't want the calories. I want to stay fit. I'm going to stay away from sugar. I'm going to largely just gravitate away. I'm not going to make a hard fast rule, but I'm just not going to, it's just, it's a diminishing return. I don't need it. I don't love it. Um, you know, I think I'll make an exception occasionally for dark chocolate cause that tastes good sometimes, you know, in the evening time. And it's got a ton of benefits and polyphenols. So the dark sugar, I think will, will kind of be around, but I'm not going to eat it very frequently. And then I'm going to get a workout in every day, win, lose or draw. No matter what I'm doing, I'm going to work out. I'm going to sweat hard every single day. And that may come in jujitsu or run, or I'm not really going to count X3. Cause I'm going to keep doing the X3 bar. If, if those of you who are don't know what X3 bar is, look it up on, uh, use the code OPP if you want to buy one, but it is insanely effective. It's 10 minutes a day and it helps you put on lean muscle mass. Um, uh, it's, it's growth hormone activating. It's my preferred, I don't lift weights. I just do that and it's insane. So I'm not going to count that as a workout. I'm just going to do that anyway, but I'm going to make sure that I get out and I sweat hard and get a really hard workout in every single day no budging. It's going to happen. So that's it. That's the recap for 75 hard. I, I, I'm so thankful to Andy Frazella for creating this. There is a, there is like a next thing, you know, as soon as you finish 75 hard, they say, okay, you want to start phase one. Phase one is like adding mindfulness meditation and cold exposure and continuing 75 hard for 30 more days. And I think I'm good on that. You know, I get, I get in the cold plunge anyway, so I'm not going to do that. Sorry, Andy, you know, but kudos to the people that decide to continue it on. But this is my recap. This is my life. This is my 75 hard. Thank you for jumping on Instagram live. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I would really encourage you if you're thinking about doing it, just start just get it gone. It's free. You don't have to buy anything. Start 75 hard. It's I've learned a whole bunch about myself and thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time on the Optimal Performance Podcast.